Padres and the Reds on Wednesday. Jolice Chassin has been terrific at home, but just two pitches into the game, Chassin falls behind. So he's not in the lineup today. 1-0 pitch is hit pretty well in the air down the left field line. This one is going to be up and out. Wow. First balcony, Western medal. And Jose Peraza hits his third home run of the year, a leadoff shot on just the second pitch of the game from Jolice Chassin. Five ball headed out towards deep right center field. Back goes Renfro at the wall. He leaps and it's gone. Joey Votto takes it out of the yard, doing what it is the Reds do. That's home runs. And for Votto, his 19th of the year, second home run of the day for Cincinnati. It's 2-0 Reds. Ball and two strikes to Barnhart. And a fastball on the outside corner. Strike three. Garrett pushes a butt back towards the mound. Chassin goes to second. Ibar's got one. Back to first, a butt double play. Garrett had the successful sacrifice his first time. Not that time. Well done by Chassin and Ibar to get it done. He bunts into the inning ending double play. No runs, a hit. Nobody left. We're midway. Reds leading the Padres two to nothing. High drive, deep left field when it comes down. This game is tied. Wow. Two run shot and no doubter for Hunter Renfro is 14th of the year. And with one swing of the bat, it's two to two. And now a 1-1 and a ground ball right side. That's going to get through for a base hit. Caesar is going to be waved. Here comes the throw from Kimlahan. It will be cut. The run scores. Throw to second. Not in time. Franchi Cordero comes through again. He gives the Padres a 3-2 lead here in the bottom of the seventh. Behind seven strong innings from Jalice Jossin and a monstrous game-tying home run in the sixth off the bat of Hunter Renfro, the Padres double up the Reds at Petco Park on Wednesday by a 4-2 score. Here is San Diego skipper Andy Green. It's a good trend. Uh, you know, I personally didn't want him bunting there. He tried to take that upon himself to be selfless. I wanted him to be selfish and get the game-winning hit, so uh, he ended up doing it. He, he's been great. Uh, you know, he hit through the six-hole off the left early in the game, then the big hit through the four-hole. He's, he's, uh, he's competing. He's playing really good baseball. I thought, like, even at the beginning of the game, our guys uh, – First inning, we had scoring opportunities. Second inning, Luis Trenz hits the double. We got another scoring opportunity. Had more scoring opportunities in the third and the fifth. Just couldn't get anything across, and we finally did later in the game. So uh, I think we stayed at it pretty well today. When you see a guy who does take that on himself, though, to lay down a bunt, to, to have that kind of, of recognition in the baseball game at a young age, as a manager, what's it make you feel a little warm inside? Yeah, you, you, you like it. He's thinking the team game as he's been coached. What he, I mean, what he doesn't know is a guy on the mound's a big-time strikeout pitcher that, like, you, you don't want to give an out away on him. You want to do your best to, like, get a hit. He'd thrown eight straight balls at that point in time. Uh, so there's a reason why we didn't want it there. But on his behalf, like, selfless, uh, thinking of the team, wanting to do whatever he can to help, uh, I like him swinging the bat right now. That's what the conversation was when he went and got him. So we made sure that he got the message that we trusted his bat and wanted him doing what he did. Julius looked solid today, actually. Maybe the first inning, a little bit of fastball command issue, but he found himself in the second. Do you know what adjustment that he might have made? I think it's pretty accurate. I think sometimes sinker ballers go out in the first inning and they're trying to find the release point and trying to find their stuff. And uh, I think he early on didn't quite have it, but I think he found it pretty quickly and was good. Really pitch efficient all day, the two home runs being the only damage uh, the rest of the day. I mean, he was he was getting early action and with pitches just outside the strike zone very often too, which is, is a great recipe for success. And you, it got loud in there just now before he came in. What did you tell the guys to get him, get him riled up? 
Ah, that's them. That's not me. They're getting each other riled up. Uh, nothing coming from me. I guess the only thing really coming from me today is uh, this is our director of communications, Shanna Wilson's last day in the Padre organization, and she has been unbelievable to me and my family over the last uh, year and a half. She's been here a lot longer than I have. She, People love UCLA around here. I understand that. I, I love UK, so I, I have a hard time uh, letting her go to UCLA, but I'm happy she's going back to her alma mater, and it's a uh, Around here, it's a sad day losing, but we got a sweep four on our way out the door, so that's exciting for us. Andy, speaking of the sweep, it was a, a tough stretch for you guys to start the month of June, but to come back and get these three solid wins here, especially the starting pitching, and just kind of speak to to that. Yeah, you yearn for a greater measure of consistency. Uh, you win five, you go back, you lose five, you come back around, you win three in a row. Uh, it's you know not what you want as a manager. Uh, but at least it shows some resilience in it, in there. Like guys aren't quitting, they're not laying down, they're continuing to fight. I think as the year goes on, we'd love to see a greater measure of consistency, but we understand kind of where we are in the process right now. And there's going to be some young guys, and there's going to be some big ups and some big downs, and the more we can level off the downs, uh, the better team we're going to be throughout the course of the season. Hunter got all of that one, but he was hitless previous in the series. Did you see some signs of some good swings leading up to that? Yeah, you know, if, He's he's a power guy. I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to run through phases where he's not squaring up balls consistently. What I want, what we want as an organization is when he's going through those stretches, if he's staying in the strike zone, it's going to come back quicker. I think there was a stretch there in kind of this rough spot for him where he'd get in a hitter's count. He'd he'd cheat to get to the pitch. Hunter Renfro does not need to cheat to get to any pitch. He's plenty quick, quick enough. So uh, I think that's been the consistent message to him. Just trust who you are. You don't have to hit it over uh, the scoreboard, uh, over the TV, or over Western Metal. Just the fence counts the same. So I think every now and again he wants to hit it further than any human beings ever hit it. And uh, that's fun. Uh, it's not necessarily efficient and productive, though. And the, uh, the draft finished up today. You were a 24th round pick like a few years back. Can you just kind of tell us your, uh, your draft day memory, how it came about for you? Yeah, today I was pushing hard for a 24th round guy to be like undersized college senior with a high GPA. And uh, there weren't a lot of those guys to pick from. So I think we took a six foot four guy uh, from Loyola and Marymount that like was throwing 94. We, we don't comp out at all. But uh, uh, my 24th round experience, I, I didn't know I was going to get drafted. Uh, that day forever changed my life. I, I didn't expect it. It was my only window into professional baseball. The only, door, the only way I walked through a door was through that draft. And one scout believed in me and one organization gave me a chance. And 17 years later, here I am talking to you about it. The Padres look to continue their winning ways this weekend after they enjoy an off day on Thursday.